You know what's worse than losing one star safety? Losing two on the same day. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We're available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. We'd love to interact with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on various social media platforms. You can follow our show at Locked On Utes on X. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. You can go to prizepicks.com slash College. And use code Locked On College for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Prize picks. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we have to talk about the departure of not just two safeties, but two of the best players on this Utah roster, as both are NFL bound in Cole Bishop and Sione Vaki. Uh, we're going to, each of them are going to get their own segment and we'll be discussing just what their departures mean for this team. I mean, this is a tough blow. First of all, Cole and Sione, congrats to them. They obviously got great NFL feedback in order to do this, and that's what this is for, right? You go to college, so you can ball out at the school you're at. You hopefully win in your school. Both these guys, of course, winning Pac-12 championships. And with Cole's case, he won two of them, with Sione first serving his mission, then coming over and joining the team last season. But both these guys are Pac-12 champions. Both these guys played in a Rose Bowl, had incredible collegiate careers. Both of them absolutely balled out and obviously got really good NFL feedback. I wasn't sure how the feedback would be on either one. We hear rumors about, uh, you know, Sione Vaki, the BYU stuff. It's like, oh, is there like recruiting stuff involved with him? And then boom, it's an NFL thing, which obviously Sione was being highly sought after. So it makes sense why you see that the NFL also wanted him. And the same thing with Cole Bishop, just two tremendous players. And it was actually funny when you see, uh, when I saw Cole declared, I'm like, oh, that's a really tough blow for this defense, but it's okay. Because Teo Johnson, I feel like I like the what he showed, just the flashes he showed at times, some mistakes, but the flashes he showed as a free safety. And you know, Utah had the basically was playing with both strong safeties because those guys are both just so good at what they do. In Sione Vaki and Cole Bishop, you want them both on the field as much as you could put them there. So I was like, all right, and you know, Sione can just play in the box pretty much full time last year or next next year he'll drop back a little bit, of course. But I'm like, this this is okay for Utah. And then of course Sione ends up departing the, uh, later that day, and I'm like. Oh, that that's not good as it pertains to Utah football. Once again, extremely excited uh, for these guys. This is what it's all about. And I'm excited to watch both shine in the NFL. I think both are going to be tremendous players in the NFL. I just, because of the t- how long it took this announcement, which obviously they were both wrestling with it, what to do and make that decision. I assume that they didn't get the feedback that they wanted, but it sounds like they got great feedback. And then just based on the fact that they declared, and then we're really mulling over, like, do I really want to leave Utah? And that was the decision. Once again, props to those guys. Uh, we'll talk about Sione more in the second segment, but First, I thought we would dive fully into Cole Bishop and what a tremendous player. Him and Vaki, one thing they both just did an outstanding job of is making tackles in the open field. It's an extremely underrated and difficult task, but I think it might be both of their best skill sets, you know, playing in the box, stopping the run, all those things like that. But particularly like on those outside runs, pitch plays, stuff like that, or just wide receiver screens, the same kind of thing, the hitches, everything in that realm. These guys do such a great job of getting past those blockers, getting off of blocks, and wrapping up 
elusive players. They've done it time and time again throughout the season. And Cole Bishop's been doing it at Utah for three years now. He's made an impact since his freshman season. In fact, if you go all the way back to his freshman season, played in 10 games on the season, actually started the final six. He was all Pac-12 honorable mention. If it wasn't for how dominant Junior Tafuna was against Oregon and just the way he came on down the stretch, he actually might have won Pac-12 freshman of the year, but credit to Funa for being a uh, monster. I mean, ever and ever since, obviously, he's been awesome. But he's a guy too. Had 54 tackles his first year, nine tackles for loss, three sacks, five pass breakups, and actually recorded a career high eight tackles. He did it twice: once versus Oregon, and then tw and the other time being against Ohio State. So two of the top teams in college football that season. And yes, I know Oregon. Uh, fell off, but what a just a tremendous career for Bishop. Like that's what he just did as a freshman. He made it. He was a freshman and played, and he didn't stand out. Uh, you know, like at times this year we saw the freshman, whether it was Mikey Matthews uh, disappear from games or Spencer Fano struggle at times. And some of those struggles were on the coaches, not always putting those guys in a position to succeed. But we we saw good moments and bad moments for him. With the first season for Cole Bishop, it the good absolutely outweighed anything else. Give him credit for coming in here, buying in early, and shining his first season. Once again, career high tackles in against Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, and then against Ohio State. And Ohio State, that's C.J. Stroud. That's Jackson Smith and Jigba. And we know how many tackles he had to make because we had Kai Bernard running around out there at cornerback, and the Utah secondary was just extremely depleted in that game. But Bishop just looked like he belonged from the moment he stepped into the game for Utah in those 10 games, especially those final six starts. And then last year was no different. He appeared in all 14 games. Uh, technically starting 13 of them that starts like that can always be funny right because like he played it he played more minutes than probably the guy who even started the game that's just that's just me reading off the top of this all these numbers coming courtesy of the utah athletics website but he was once again all pac 12 honorable mention kind of like he was the previous season but he's he led the team in tackles that's incredible it also spoke to you know karenny reed still growing uh, Levani, not Levani Demuni, excuse me, Mahmoud Diabate, haven't had said his name in a while, uh, struggling at times, Lander struggling at times at a freshman. So, but give Bishop a lot of credit. That's where, once again, his ability to make those tackles in space was so key to Utah. He was a sensational tackler. He also had six tackles for loss. The tackles for loss, something that defined his time at Utah. He also led Utah in tackles, had 83, and had the most tackles for loss of six with anyone in the secondary. Also defended. Uh, a couple of passes and we know what an inceptional I've gone way too long without mentioning this about Cole Bishop what a tremendous blitzer that he was I mean one of the best that I've seen at the collegiate level in a while that's why I think he's going to do really well out in the NFL too is I'm a huge Vikings fan right I don't want to talk about the Vikings anymore after that so none of you better comment about my Vikings with the way that putrid game looked today anyways but diving back into into this one, this was this is something where Bishop, where he is just such a tremendous blixer, a tremendous athlete, a tremendous guy who just moves his feet so well in space. As I said, he can cover, do things. He's not the greatest coverage safety, hence even being more naturally a strong safety, but he did make timely stops throughout the season. And that was just what he did last year, helping Utah go back to back. Once again, crucial in all of Utah's efforts, the last two years going back to back and this year, look, Utah was going to be very hard pressed to win a Pac-12 championship, of course, without having a guy like Cam Rising, Brant Keithy, just to name some of the injuries that we ended up seeing this Utah team suffer throughout the season. But this is the thing with, with Bishop, where even this year, just tremendous. I mean, Utah had one of the best defenses in college football, I think, overall. The numbers were hurt a little bit when you look at the end, like why they get decimated by Arizona. And why did they even let Colorado, a second, a backup quarterback, make plays? But once Cole Bishop didn't even play in those in the Arizona game, so that shows you that's another area where it's like, how big of an impact does he make? Sione Vaki, another guy played in the Arizona game, but was severely banged up too. So clearly not himself. But 
yeah, just tremendous seasons from Cole. He would have to do things a little different, dropping back a little more in coverage. But, I mean, he's a guy who played in 11 regular season games, 10 starts overall. Once again, pretty much started uh, every game for Utah he could. His 9.5 third down stops were the most on the team. Great stat by Utah there. Also had 60 tackles, six tackles for loss, and three sacks. So just continuing to be a game changer. Once again, had to play a little outside the box. But he's a guy that, based on the feedback he got, I assume he's going to go in the second or third round of the NFL. He's a good athlete who tackles well in space, and he needs to get a little bit stronger. But he, his his size really didn't affect him that much at the collegiate level. So maybe a little faster. But those are minute things that Cole Bishop needs to improve on in order to be a star at the NFL. And they're things I think he is going to improve on. I think he will be a long-tenured safety for an NFL team. I already brought up Harrison Smith once for that blitz ability and just – the timely big plays, even a stat like now there was some, the third down stats was a good one that Utah athletics had, but there was other moments where like, man, Cole Bishop just saved a touchdown. How many times do we say that over the last three years? A large amount. So really tough to see Cole Bishop go on in terms of just how much we'll miss watching him at rice Eccles stadium, but so excited for the opportunity as the NFL absolutely earned it. And he's going to crush it. And as we said off the top, He's not the only one going off to the NFL. Sione Vaki is also bound for the 2024 NFL draft. Have to talk about what his departure means to this Utah team and just how it affects both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively Utah, because obviously both of these departures have a massive effect on this Utah team. We'll discuss both of their, we'll discuss Vaki's departure more in a moment, excuse me. But first, I want to talk with you guys about our friends at eBay Motors. Passion drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Other items only, exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Also, I want to talk with you guys a little bit more about our friends at UCCU. Learner and the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate, while parents, they don't always know the answers. Learner breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learner Learn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. All righty, already got done talking about what a detrimental loss Cole Bishop was. Might as well dive into what a massive loss Sione Vaki was, and uh, just another guy, a tremendous career at Utah. And what an impact in only two years, this year in particular. But he appeared in all 14 games, uh, made five starts overall, but still had 41 tackles last year, three and a half tackles for loss, which actually that surprised me. But it's the, when I really remember thinking like Sione Vaki could be a really good player for Utah last year, I thought he was good, but I didn't know he would be like the basic superstar he became in so many ways for them. And obviously never thought he'd be the do-it-all guy because who would have predicted that? But was the USC game. 
that tackle he made in space against one of the Trojans running backs or receivers. I can't remember, but it was a key third down. And at the time they said the running back didn't go down or there was whoever the pass catcher was. And he did. And it was a huge tackle because it would have been like a 20 yard gain. I think for the Trojans in that game, when it was still in somewhat reach, I think for USC and Vaki made that play and guys can make that play. You're like, okay, bookmark that. Let's see more. And he did make other nice plays throughout the season, but that was the one just when I think about 2022 Sione Vaki, that's the one that stands out to me. And then, but who, once again, like as much as we thought Sione Vaki would be good last year, 41 tackles, three and a half for loss, a forced fumble, three pass breakups, like really nice, great in coverage too. Um, was a guy we saw a lot playing in the slot in the coverage designation, but who would have guessed what he would do in 2023? I mean, <laughs> I thought he'd be good, but I did not think he would end up being that good. Like we said, he would be breakout and I thought he could potentially do what he did on defense, but for him to do what he did on both sides of the ball, I mean, it's just tremendous. He was the best. Uh, Travis Hunter was also really good. So I know it's tough for my biased money of the multiple Utah logos that I currently well, I have one on my shirt right now. And this is called locked on use. Sione Vaki was the best two way player in college football last year. And he made time, saw time at wildcat quarterback at running back, obviously all over the defensive field, primarily in a strong safety position. He was a three time selection to the Paul Honoring Award, Weekly Honor, apologies if I mispronounced that, after excelling both at safety and running back, as we mentioned. And he had ranked fourth on the team, 51 tackles, eight tackles for loss, tremendous, and two sacks also. And he might have led Utah on that statistic too. I don't know exactly where he ranked, but if it wasn't for Jonah Ellis being the dog that he was. Also for him, tapes tied 10th in the Pac-12 with seven and a half tackles for loss during conference play. Also had that interception against Florida and a couple pass breakups. So just a force for this team defensively. I already talked about it with Bishop too, but when I think of what makes Sione Vaki a game changer, it is above all else that ability to play in the box and make those tackles in space. He's not the biggest guy. He's lifted at six feet, and even with those, sometimes we know they've had the, had the stats a little bit, right? So they, they raise those up a little, but I, I do think that he is just plays so much bigger than his size, hence why he's going to be well thought of after in the NFL, especially because... How many athletes do you see like Sione Vaki on the football field? There are a lot of great athletic players in college football. Sione was one of the premier athletes for what he did, not just on the defensive side of the ball, but at running back and not just running the ball in his hands, showing some touch with the hands as a receiver too. He tallied 42 carries, 317 yards, two touchdowns, also catching 11 passes for 203 yards and three scores. His game against USC first as a receiving back was incredible i mean what he did in that one and uh, yeah what he did again in that one also mentioned his uh he had the 53 yard reception versus usc just so many moments the 72 yard run against cal we had 15 carries for 158 yards and a score like i could go on with all the special moments also remember he actually the first time we saw him as a wildcat was against oregon state and we thought like oh that was fun but you know you got nate johnson so keep him in there but then we see that sioni vaki's speed was just something you couldn't keep off the field hence why he excelled at running back even though and Alex Grinch made a detrimental mistake by not uh, deciding to look at him as a receiving back because we saw him dust the Trojans a couple times in that game. And even, how about the cut he made on the second touchdown in that game? It's one of the best open field cuts I've seen in college football in a long time. And already mentioned his skills and speed as a running back. He had the best breakaway speed on the team. Jaquindon was more the bulldozer and still had some good moments of speed. But overall, you could tell he got bigger and stronger, so he did – lose some of the quickness. He was probably a little faster last year. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but Sione, I think he reached like 20 miles per hour at times on this season, probably even over that. Like he was moving and it was just so special to watch and see him just fly up and down the field. So that's where I was 
so impressed with Sioni and felt like, wow, this is one of the most fun players to watch in college football because I don't know what he's going to do. He had, like I said, interception in the first game. And then by the end of the season, he has big runs, catching big passes, always was making big stops on third down, doing a good job getting through blocks. But Sioni, just a tremendous player and one that Utah will really feel the loss of. He and Jonah Ellis were probably going to be the two best defenders on this Utah defense next year. You know, Corinne Reed in the mix as well, but I would have said Ellis and Baki kind of one and two, in my opinion. Ellis probably won for what he, I mean, Ellis was basically the best pass rusher in college football. And I know he didn't win awards, but the injury obviously hurt him because he didn't get to play the final two games. And against a Arizona offensive line, that's okay. But I actually think their left tackle might have been better. So I'll give them a little bit of a bump. But I still, Jonah got fast everyone else, probably would have gotten one in that game. And against the Buffs, very well could have gotten two. Maybe they made they would have made such a point to game plan for him that he might have not. But something to keep in mind in general is just what how if Jonah had stayed healthy. It's awesome to see him traveling out to all these award shows. And we'll dive into all these awards these guys are earning eventually. But it's hard when there's so much NFL and transfer news going on to get to. And I also want to give at least a little bit of the shine to like the Utah men's basketball team we'll be talking about in a second. And uh, tomorrow's show, we got to talk about the Utah women's basketball team. I know they lost to South Carolina, but that was a tremendous performance in game. So we're trying to get to everything. We still got to do recruiting talk. The offseason is not an offseason, basically, because there are a lot of con- content and talking points that to get through, especially when I try to keep these sh- these shows under that 25-minute mark because uh, there's no – statistically, I mean, when we go past that mark, you guys are less likely to listen. Like, that's just a fact, even though I do enjoy going some longer ones sometimes. And you'll still get that, especially with uh, – we'll definitely be seeing some guests pop up on Locked On Use here in the very near future again. So, but going back to Sioni – uh, his loss crushing for the defense. That's where Nate Ritchie, you know, the flashes he showed back in the 2020 season, maybe this was his year to kind of like get back and grow from that, but we'll have to wait and see. We saw Brandon Carlson. It took him a while to become the player he is today coming off his mission. Now, some guys like Sione Vaki, right? It took him. He was good last year and then great this year. Let's see if Nate Ritchie can be that next year. I thought, and he was okay this year. I think he can be better next year for sure. So that's where it's interesting there on the other side of the ball. I expect Mackay Bernard to try to fulfill a lot of the production. Although I'd be interested to know, like in a straight race, is Mackay faster than Sioni? That'd be an interesting one to see. But Mackay, obviously, with better hands than Sioni, will give him that for sure, better route runners and still very quick and a phenomenal running back for all he's done for this Utah team. So that's where, you know, Bernard being back will offset the loss a little bit. But yeah, just a tremendous player. Sioni Vaki, one of the top two way players in college football. For my money, the best two way player in college football. What a sensational season and performance that he put on every time he stepped on the field, with the exception of that, in my opinion, being that Arizona game. And yeah, the Oregon game didn't go great for Utah either, but, and there are other moments like where you get beaten a play or two, but think about how good in totality the Utah defense was. Sione Vaki was key to that for what I mentioned and what his ability to do in coverage at times, but especially play in the box around the line of scrimmage, take on blockers, shed blockers, make tackles behind the line of scrimmage. And also just what he meant for this team offensively when they were struggling so much. In some ways, he did save Utah's season offensively without either of these guys. There's no way that Utah is even in the Pac-12 championship race for as long as they were this season. So we're going to dearly miss both of them on tomorrow's show. I'm going to dive more into who I think can replace them. Talk about some transfer portal targets. Utah did land two players um, in, I think they got, or excuse me, a recruit and a transfer portal player. So uh want to dive into both of those things on tomorrow's show. That will be what we dive into. But before we do get out of here, got to talk about what the Utah men's basketball team was able to do, beating undefeated in top 15 ranked BYU. I'm sure you guys really enjoyed me saying that. So I'll say it one more time. Undefeated in top 15 ranked BYU.
So we're going to be diving into and discussing that glorious victory in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We have the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, you can just pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the special leagues, a league created specifically for those combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can do LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo on three-pointers and receptions. LeBron, feeling great, obviously, after his uh, bubble championship, the first whatever, and as for Travis Kelsey, only had one of the greatest plays that I will have seen in a long time in the NFL. Take it away because uh, Kadarius Tony once again made a costly mistake. Anywho, one of the other great things I love about prize picks is they even offer re- reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sport platform with injury insurance policy. So make sure you guys head over to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Once again, you can use that code locked on college, which is no capitals and all lowercase. And all right, that's the same thing. I'm sorry. And no spaces in between. So once again, locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, you can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use that code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Alrighty, closing out here with the best. I said this on my now yesterday after sleeping on, I still agree. I think this might be the most, the best and most memorable win of Craig Smith's tenure so far. Yes, Utah beat an Arizona team that was ranked inside the top five a year ago. It was completely overshadowed by a team winning a Pac-12 championship. And the environment in the Huntsman wasn't the same. Like, this was more memorable. And I think this one will stick and resonate with fans for a long time. I think a lot of people have even kind of disregarded the Arizona one already. But when you can beat a rival like BYU, the rival in BYU, It's just how do you, like like I said, I just think the meaning and the emotion of that. When they're undefeated and inside the top 15, that's why I would say this is the top win for Craig Smith and company. And you know that you're getting BYU's best too because they were an undefeated team. And give Utah a ton of credit. Held them to a season low, 69 points. Only allowed them to shoot 23% from the field, not even 40% from the field even, while Utah shot 49% from the field, 30% from three. And, you know, it was a tough and physical game, right? Like, yes, Gabe Madsen shot it really well. He was 6 of 11, hit five threes. Man, what a sniper he's been for Utah this season. Also had three assists and 17 points. You know, Raleigh Wooster, what he continues to do, getting his teammates and putting them in positions, eight assists. Look, not the greatest shooting game, but you impact the game other ways. Raleigh Wooster did that. Then you talk about what Brandon Carlson did, a guy who threw up 15 points yesterday and just did it all, right? A steal. Didn't have any blocks, but made his presence felt. Speaking of blocks, how about Lawson Lovering registering three of them in 23 minutes? Insane. So Carlson, obviously, we weren't sure he was going to play, but – Coach Smith even said it was going to take a, it was no one was going to stop him from playing except for the doctors. And thankfully they gave him the go ahead. Then you have Kaba continuing to shine off the bench, but just really excited. This is a Utah team that is seven and two. They're four and oh at home. Uh, that was BYU's first loss of the season. Obviously the first loss on the road. So just great stuff for Utah. So impressed with Brandon Carlson's game. Obviously the ability to play next to a loss and lovering is tremendous. The versatility it allows for this Utah team, get some rim protection and lovering. Brandon Carlson, also Kaba. I like the depth guys like Ben Carlson and Hunter Erickson capable of coming in, hitting shots. And Badgema, look, one of three for three in this game, but still just the spacing and how much you know teams have to respect him. Another guy who can go off from distance, just like we witnessed Gabe Madsen do. All these guys are playing the best or some of the best ball of their career. And like even a guy like Kaba, right? Just really coming into his own and looks transformed. 
this season. You love to see it. Utah takes care of BYU 73 to 69. I've seen some of the more wild Cougars fans in Champlain's. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you got to be fired up if you're. It's always a great day to you, be a you. Friday was not because we lost both our guys, but Saturday was a lot better. And you, how can you not even be proud after Sunday, too? I mean, Alyssa Peely throwing up 37 points. Yes, Utah loses 69-78 to South, 78 to 69, excuse me, to South Carolina. But to go in in a neutral site and in the Hall of Fame Women's Showcase, compete like that, have Peely ball out in a game where she's given up a lot of size as well, I was so impressed. And credit Coach Staley and her team for hanging on tough for the win. But Lynn Roberts, man. This squad has got some buy-in. You only get two points off your bench, and you keep it that close still in this game. This was a tremendous career-high performance from Alyssa Peely. 15 to 23 from the field, 3 for 6 from 3, 4 4 from the free-throw line. I want to talk about that a little more tomorrow, but just so impressed with both the men's and women's teams right now. Even though the women's team and the men's team both do have those two losses, I think the basketball future for Utah basketball is still trending in the right direction. Yes, the Gianna Neepkins injury puts a lower ceiling on what I feel like Utah can do this season, but... That's what also makes March great. You just never know. Hence why Utah and just any given game, right? I mean, Utah almost beat South Carolina, who's 9-0 currently. Great stuff. I'm excited to see what happens next for the men and women's basketball team and excited to see what Utah does to really try to fill the void of Sione Vaki and Cole Bishop. Both discussions that will be had this week on Locked On Utes. We look forward to having you along for the ride.